Done with frizz? Say goodbye to that poof. Repel humidity and tame those flyaways. One drop, frizz stops with John Frieda Frizzy Serum. Your hair talks and frizz never interrupts. John Frieda Frizzy Serum. One drop, frizz stops. Only from John Frieda. Want to make your blonde blonde? Sheer Blonde Go Blonder Collection by John Frieda lightens and brightens hair to full shades to give you your best blonde every day. Your hair talks. Make a statement with Sheer Blonde Go Blonder Collection. Only from John Frieda. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a January 16th, Monday, Martin Luther King Jr. Day edition of the Lockdown Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia-Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com, former Blazer beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian, still write occasionally in other places as well. And we were off for a few days. I uh, was getting away. Uh, I was uh, up in Bend with some friends and my girlfriend, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And I, I didn't uh, full disclosure, catch this Blazers game live, but it's kind of been that type of year for the Blazers where, you know, maybe, and I, and, and this game on Monday definitely, uh, lived up to that too, where they're not really making the, uh, set up appointment viewing this season. Uh, if, if you have something that you want to do, if something cool comes across your plate to do other than watch the Blazers and it conflicts with the Blazers, Maybe you don't have to consider the Blazers as being so much of a conflict because, boy, have they been disappointing this season. Portland follows up an egg that they laid at home against the Orlando Magic after getting a a nice, impressive win over the Cavs earlier in the week or earlier last week, excuse me. They follow that up with an embarrassing loss at home to the Magic. And then they get embarrassed further on Monday in Washington, D.C. They lose to the Washington Wizards 120 to 101. Blazers fell behind 18 to 1 in the game against Orlando. They fell behind once again in this game uh, by double digits early. And in the Orlando game, they were able to come back. They briefly took a lead in this game. They didn't, uh, they just, they didn't ever have that lead. They didn't ever get that traction in the game. Uh, it, it, it was really tough for, for, for Portland after, uh, Bradley Beal, uh, got really hot early, early on in this game, uh, taking CJ McCollum around screens off the ball and, yeah, uh, he he he. Beal got going real quick early. I think he had 11 points in the first quarter or something like that. Finished with 25, uh, was seven of 11 from the field, three of three from three, just about perfect. And then also does not help that uh, John Wall uh, is just really good and and he had 24 points, seven assists. He was two of three from three, which 
is not typically what you expect from John Wall uh, for him to shoot that well from the three-point line, but he did. And it was interesting to to uh, observe how the Wizards uh, built that lead. It seemed like Portland's pick-and-roll coverage, especially on John Wall early, and then it also carried over to Beal at times, was that they were hanging back again. It felt like they were uh, not trying to hedge a little bit higher. I know with John Wall, you run into some issues where he's really fast. He may be able to run around it, and then you have two guys come into the ball and nobody behind you, and he just runs around you. It's tough, but it just it would... Portland needs an identity here. I, I know that they, they like to adjust when it's not against great point guards and uh, the, they'll take the ball out of guys' hands when they're really great scorers. But uh, the way that John Wall, he doesn't shoot the three very well, and I know that you want to entice him to shoot the ball because he's not that great of a shooter, but you can't just let him get a full head of steam because he's so fast and so he's probably the fastest player with the ball in the league. So you can't just let him get a full head of steam. And Bradley Beal really got going tonight off the ball. It seemed like Portland either wasn't calling out switches when he was coming off screens off the ball or they McCollum just wasn't able to get over and maybe they put should have put somebody else on him. Uh, but Beal really got going early. John Wall was going for the whole game in transition. I know I talked about the half-court pick-and-roll defense, which I did not like. It still doesn't change the fact that I don't like it. But their Portland's transition defense in this game was also um, pretty bad. Uh, it was Overall, this game was uh, extremely disappointing, uh, just given that they had an opportunity here to get off on the right foot and – they fall behind big early. They don't really seem to make anything difficult for the Wizards. Uh, another bad point in this game, which, again, is not just uh, the starting lineup or the pick-and-roll defense, but the second unit got got beat up in this game, too. The When, when Beal and Wall went out, the lead went up, I think, I think, the Wizards increased the lead by 10 points. They, they went up plus 10 when the bench was on the floor. And Trey Burke and um, when Marcus Morris was out there with the second unit and, and Kelly Oubre was, was – they were all just – everyone was looking like a superstar for the, for the Wizards in this game. I think it definitely started in this game with John Wall and Bradley Beal. Beal making uh, a lot of – uh, three-pointers early off screens and then wall dissecting uh, in transition it, it, that that's where the the ball got rolling but then everything snowballed and Portland just wasn't able to to stop anybody on the Wizards or Washington finished with a offensive rating of 124 and Portland had made great strides defensively for about nine games uh they they had played top three defense for about three games which is definitely a small sample size but it was significant because Portland hadn't even had one solid stretch of defense at all for for most of the season and they were playing really well but you know they have really messed that momentum up they 
messed that momentum up against Orlando, who had a very great offensive game for them as a team. And and the Wizards in this game too had a had a very had an abnormally good offensive game. And it, it it's just a, a another disappointing step in, in this season for the Blazers. Uh, they're 43 games in now. We're, we're well over the halfway mark of the season or not well over, but we're now over the halfway mark of the season. This is, is not good. I I don't know what, uh, happened. It, It seemed like they just, they weren't really on the front foot defensively. And it seemed like Washington was able to take advantage of that early. And I guess I just have some questions about I know that the the line from Terry Stotts to the media has been that nothing has changed defensively in terms of the scheme and that he's kind of letting players make the call out there on the court. But if, if the players are making the call tonight, if that's the case, then they all made the wrong calls. And, and, and I don't know what, where they go scheme wise. And I don't, I don't understand why they necessarily decided to go revert back to the scheme that they had earlier in the season, but it, that's what I saw tonight. It, it seemed like the Blazers were getting back to that same hang back, have the big men hang in the paint and around the free throw line and for, and, and kind of give up that mid range. And, and, and against John wall, you, you know, you want to give up the mid range shot fine, but he can also get to the basket with a full head of steam. Beal is a good shooter. And, and and then you had a bunch of other guys for the the Wizards, not only creating but using back cuts off the ball. And 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 then when Beal got going, the Blazers were helping hard, trying to take the ball away from him any way he could. And and then Wall would just find the open guy where the Blazers were over helping, and it was just a nightmare for Portland. There was really uh, once the Wizards got going and got that lead, Portland kept on playing uphill. And the the Wizards were, were very comfortable playing ahead, playing from playing with the lead, and it, it hurt that, that that Portland's guards weren't able to to get going tonight or this afternoon. Excuse me, Damian Lillard six of seventeen from the field, though he was four of eight from three, so he kind of made up for that. He had twenty two points, seven rebounds, and then CJ McCollum. He was not that inefficient, but he just wasn't the same guy that he has been for the past three weeks where he was averaging, you know, close to, I think he was averaging 30 points a game over the last nine games. He was just uh, phenomenal. And so for him to have a game where he scores 12 points and goes five or 12 from the field and, and doesn't get to the free throw line and a lot is, is, is understandable because he can't be, uh, it's very hard to score 30 points every single night. And, and you can't expect that from CJ. He, he, he just didn't have, as great of a game as he has had. Uh, another one, one last note on this game uh, before we talk about some other stuff. Uh, I also thought that that Washington in this game really uh, made a concerted effort to be physical with the Blazers. They're one of the best teams at forcing steals, and they did a lot of that tonight in this game. They had 10 steals. I, I just the, the the Wizards physicality tonight it really seemed to throw the Blazers off their game. It seemed like the Blazers were caught talking to the refs a lot in this game instead of you know after after certain plays by by the Wizards and what have you. 
And it just seemed like Portland didn't hold up well to the physicality in this game. And and it seemed like they weren't, they just weren't ready for this game. It seemed like they, it seemed like they were, they were, they were slow. They were on their back foot. They, they just were not uh, up to the challenge. It it, it seemed like in in this game, It, it felt like the physicality from the wizards. It felt like the wizards, played like they wanted that game more they they really turned things around from a rough start into the season now they're in the playoff picture in the east and they uh seem like they found something a little bit here over the past month or month and a half six weeks and and they look like a team that has a little momentum they look like they have they are a team that has something to play for and the blazers definitely have talked about having something to play for and in the standings they, they they still do they're they're not completely out of getting out of the eighth spot but it didn't seem like that was uh just looking at the two teams didn't seem like uh Portland was playing for something either but just with how Washington handled them but uh these games happen sometimes but it it's it, it you saying these games happen uh shouldn't take away from how disappointing this game was and and just how off the the team was and uh credit to the wizards for playing really well credit to beal for getting hot early and really getting them on that streak and then wall picking apart the blazers later on uh i i, I think really the, the blazers were just not able to stop wall and and the offense the the this is a weird night where I think the offense hurt the defense more so than 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 the defense hurt the defense. I I still have my questions about why they decided to drop back against a Beal and Wall. I I don't understand that still. I I'm I'm, I'm I would love an explanation as to why that happened, but Portland didn't make shots either for the most part as a group. And that let the Wizards get in transition a lot. Lots of long rebounds. John Wall flying down the court, Beal streaking down the court, Otto Porter doing his thing. He he's had a really nice season. Marcus uh, Markeith Morris, excuse me, uh, Marcus Morris. We saw the other a couple of weeks ago with Detroit. Markeith Morris, excuse me, who has killed the Blazers. By the way, back when he was in Phoenix, he he always killed Portland, uh, and uh, he had a really solid game as well. Seventeen points, thirteen rebounds, five assists. So. Uh, the Wizards definitely deserve a lot of credit in this game. The bench deserved a lot of credit, uh, but but Portland uh, really them not making shots outside of Damian Lillard for the most part, and uh, Evan Turner with a random two for two from three uh, that really allowed the the Wizards to get out in transition, run, and 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 when Wall's in transition, he's probably as dangerous as they come, uh, probably with. LeBron and 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 James Harden probably and Steph you know he, he's up there in terms of the danger uh as a threat both driving the ball and 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 passing the ball uh out of those drives so uh Wizards played great they looked like a team that had something to play for Portland just another rough start that they couldn't dig out of uh and when when they have nights like this and they play so poorly, it's hard to really make light of any positives. Uh, and, and and they had a lot of guys get get some good numbers tonight. Noah Vonley played well. Uh, Jake Lehman got some minutes, but 
Uh, and Evan Turner had a, had a nice game, but just when you start from behind like that and they were not able to get stops consistently, and, and, and part of that was the fact that they weren't able to make shots, but again, credit to the Wizards for playing physical defense and I think knocking Portland off their game and, and, and as you know, forcing them to complain more to the referees than run their sets a little bit better or, or, or what have you. But it, it definitely seemed to me that, that the Wizards were extremely physical in this game and, and Portland just didn't hold up very well to that physicality from Washington. So Portland loses <clears throat> on Monday in Washington, 120-101. Uh, another factor, you know, this game was at 12 noon, so about 9 o'clock uh, Portland time. Uh, but yeah, Wizards get the W impressively, and Portland now uh, finds themselves tied <clears throat> for the eighth seed. Excuse me, uh, with Denver, uh, the Nuggets are right behind or right with Portland. Uh, Portland has more losses than Denver. They actually have two more losses, but they have two more wins than Denver right now. But if Denver gets a win in their next game, they will move past, I think, uh, or at least that's what I, I think the math works out that way. Uh, Sacramento, a half game behind them. And then you have the Pelicans, a game and a half behind Portland and Denver. And then you have the team that I think probably has a, a, the best chance to uh, catch Portland, even though they lost the other night to Dallas in Dallas, are the Timberwolves. Timberwolves are three games back still of that eighth spot. And the way Portland is playing, they're about to continue this Eastern Conference road trip. Charlotte has themselves have gone through a really rough patch. So maybe Portland can take advantage of something there. But again... This team can lose to anybody the way that they play sometimes and, and the way that they fluctuate between great and horrible. And and they really have not even shown that much great this season. So uh, Charlotte's lost five games in a row, but that doesn't mean that Portland has an easy win because Portland's been a terrible team on the road. They are 7-16, and 16, and the Hornets are 12-7 and 7 at home. So uh, if I were setting the line, I would probably make – the Hornets, uh, at least a three or four point favorite, you know, Portland shouldn't be favored in that game, but that's probably their best chance. I mean, not their best chance, but it's one of the, it's out of the three, they have Charlotte and Philly and Philly's playing really well right now. So I'm not going to say that they're an easy win. So, I mean, really this is, uh, this is not good. Portland's in a real tough spot, and they didn't do themselves any favors tonight uh, on the road trip. But uh, they have teams that can catch them. Uh, but that game uh, against Charlotte, which I believe will be Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken, that is going to be uh, a game of two desperate teams, really, facing off against each other because uh, Charlotte expected to be better. And Portland expected to be better, and, and and both teams have had some bad injury like that they didn't have last year. But but both of those teams are, are kind of going through it right now, and 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 that's going to be a big game for both teams. Charlotte Portland on Wednesday, uh, it will be one to watch. 
in terms of, of two teams that are both trying to turn disappointing seasons around. Also, a uh, little nugget for uh, those of you who, who you, some of you may know this, but uh, lots of shared uh, personnel in the front offices between Portland and Charlotte. Rich Cho, the GM of the Hornets, was the former GM for the Blazers. Chad Buchanan, who was the assistant GM for Portland for a long time, is working for Charlotte. Uh, and, and they have a lot of guys in that Charlotte organization that used to work here. I like to call it Portland South. So uh, it's going to be a lot of guys in those front offices who are both uh, disappointed with how their seasons have gone and rooting against uh, rooting against their friends, I guess. So uh, kind of a, a, a interesting subplot, I suppose, um, to the Blazers-Hornets game on Wednesday. We left on Friday, the last show last week, uh, with some odd news about Festus Azili saying goodbye to teammates in the locker room. There's been some more reporting on that from Jason Quick since the recording of that podcast. It, it sounds like uh, from what Quick's reporting is that Azili is expected to be back with the team at some point. So I would guess that my my best guess from how it's been reported is that there's some kind of personal situation because it's, according to Quick, not a surgery, not uh, anything to do with his knee. So we can knock that out of the equation. A trade would be unlikely. I know we talked about that and people have kind of been suspicious about that. And I have been suspicious about that. And I, I still have been and I have been for a while because his salary is movable and, and a team, you could use that in a trade. But it didn't seem like that either. So... It really just seems like, to me, the Azeli thing is a, a, a personal thing. Whatever it is, uh, it, it, we don't need to know. So uh, it's just I, it, just, a, just a personal thing. Sometimes you got to leave work. So um, that's what it seems. That that's what that would be my best guess on what the Azeli situation is, judging on uh, the reporting that's been done on it and how it's been reported. So, uh, yeah, I... I uh, Interesting time for the Blazers, uh, a really brutal loss on Monday at the hands of the Wizards. Uh, Portland did did beat down Washington last year, so uh, a little bit of retribution for Washington, but still uh, not, uh, not the way uh, you want to start this trip and not the way you want to see the team respond after a really disappointing loss at home against Orlando. So uh, the Wizards are good. They're 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 playing much better uh, than they were earlier in the season, and they're a much better team than they were last season right now. So that is what it is, I suppose. But uh, you still don't want to see the Portland a team uh, to 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 get handled like that. A team that that wants to get into the playoffs and and wants to be better than the eighth seed. And right now they just they just look like a team that's kind of floundering out there after uh, that Cleveland game. It seems like they just they. they they felt like it's kind of interesting. It almost reminds me of how this season has gone. The the Cleveland win would seem like a moment that last year's team would capitalize on and move forward with, and one that last year's team did capitalize on and move forward with and take advantage of, and they didn't have letdowns after that. And the the next two games after this year's Cleveland game, Cleveland win at home, they haven't responded the same way that they did last year, and. Uh, 
yeah, so I guess um, more examples as to why this year is not like last year, I suppose. But uh, I guess, we'll see how they do the rest of this trip. They have three more games left starting with Wednesday at Charlotte. Then they have Boston and Philadelphia. I believe that's a back-to-back Friday, Saturday. So they have an opportunity here, but Boston's a good team and Philly's been playing well. So uh, and Charlotte may be their best bet. And uh, that's not even that good of a bet because Charlotte's a really good home team and Portland's been bad on the road. So uh, this could get worse, uh, which I was not expecting, but here we are. Portland, 18-25, and 8th place in the Western Conference, but they have lots of teams right behind them and they continue to lose more and more ground on the rest of the playoff race to the point that we just may not talk about it that much for the rest of the year. So, uh, with at least in relation to the Blazers, we'll talk about the playoffs. We'll talk about good teams. We're not. Talk- we may not talk about them in relation to Portland. We just may not. That that may be the season. So, uh, thank you for listening to another edition of Locked On Blazers. I hope you all had a great weekend. Uh, ho- hopefully, you all got the extended weekend off. I know Portland. Uh, has had lots of, uh, at least with school, lots of days off. We may not, we may even have some more inclement weather coming in. It sounds like on Tuesday, uh, so stay safe. Uh, I've been using lots of public transportation lately, so shout out to public transportation in Portland. Shout out to TriMet uh, for helping us out here in the city, helping the city move. Uh, but uh, keep tuning in. We will keep tabs on the Blazers throughout the trip and, and see. Uh, how, how they do, they, 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 uh, did not start off on the right foot tonight and, and didn't respond after a a brutal loss, uh, at home to Orlando. So, uh, we will check in on the Blazers throughout the trip. We will be back again soon, probably, uh, before that Hornets game. Uh, but until then, thank you for listening to locked on Blazers, part of the locked on podcast network. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Audioboom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. And, yeah, keep listening. Keep uh, tuning in. Tell your friends. If you'd like to advertise on the podcast, hit us up at LockdownBlazers at gmail.com. We'll be back with you before that Charlotte game to talk about what's eating the Blazers.